Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are once again live. Not in the Bear Cape Studios. Freddy's not here. But your host, the Devil's Advocate, is, along with his co-host, the Good Reverend, praise our souls, Jason Todd. Hey, 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 and I can't wait to bring you the good word about how some of our favorite shows, the biggest shows on network for wrestling, ended over the past week. We'll get to that and our other co-host, Checkin' Wiki himself, Blackbeard the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, this might be the worst night of watch along we've oh. ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oof. I'm mad at myself for liking that. <laughs> All right. But I can't help it. Um, normally in in my opening session I talk about birthdays and deaths and things like that and while it is Hulk Hogan's birthday, we're going to completely pass that by. I would like to talk a little bit about somebody who died a little earlier this week. Uh, Gene LaBelle died at um, 89. And why is he important, wrestling fans, you might ask? Well, who did he train? Ronda Rousey, Roddy Piper, Chuck Norris. And more importantly, he choked out Steven Seagal. There's a really good story on Wikipedia, if you have a minute, about Steven Seagal was trying to talk about how tough he was, and, and Dean LaBelle choked him out, and he shit his pants. Um, so <laughs> that story is great. But uh, fascinating man, interesting career, um, trained by Ed Strangler Lewis, Luthez, and Carl Gotch, which are, you know, wrestling gods. So, you know, he was trained by some of the best. Um, he was in over a thousand movies and TV shows, which, you know, for someone who is not a, like a, a, a name, you know, like a, you know, like a George Clooney or someone like that, um, a thousand films and TV shows to me is amazing. Um, he also uh, the character in um, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Cliff Booth character that Brad Pitt plays was based off of gene labelle which i did not know which to me was another fascinating fact he also uh was the referee in the enoki uh ali match he also was a really good friend with bruce lee and often trained with bruce lee um and like i said you know uh ronda rousey and roddy piper and a few others uh you know influenced their career and, um, you know, wanted to make sure I brought that to everybody's attention. Some of our younger fans may not exactly know who that man is, but they should. All right. So with that said, if there's no comments from the peanut gallery, um, we can get into our watch along tonight. And Encyclopedia, what did we choose to watch tonight? Ric Flair's last match. Just the match, though. Quote, unquote, last match. Yeah, well. Because <laughs> uh, if you, I don't know if you guys knew. A few nights later in Mexico, he was in the ring, Puerto Rico, performing. And um, now it sounds like he might want to try another match. Because this I one was so successful. I can't get enough of when kayfabe news articles turn out to be closer to the truth than anything. And they had posted something once the last match. Uh, event was announced saying Ric Flair announces 30 night last match tour and here we go 
He's like Kiss, right? The retirement tour or the Who? They, they you know, they announced their the Who retired announced their retirement tour in 1982, and you know what? They're still touring. So, I'm wondering after Flair dies, will they will there be a, a tour as well? Will they tour his body around? Weekend at Flair's. <laughs> they could bring back Papa Shango, and Papa Shango <laughs> could animate Flair's body. <laughs> Where's bring Vince back? We need Vince back. This yeah, is a Vince yeah, thing Vince. all the way. Triple H wouldn't do this, but Vince would certainly put this on Saturday night's main event. So. If you'll excuse me, apparently I didn't drink enough to get through this episode. <laughs> well, you'd probably be the only one because I'm sure Flair was hammered. And uh, during this match, I want to get hammered. So, uh, all right. I've so, already had um, a couple to try to get me through this. So, anyway. For those of you who are living under a rock, Uh, On Sunday, July 31st, at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium, Ric Flair had his last match, where he teamed with Andrade versus, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Karen Jarrett. Why that's important, I have no idea. Um, But we uh, decided last week we were talking about it, we decided this week we actually wanted to watch it. Because we, we we don't watch enough bad wrestling as it is. We need more. We don't want to watch it. We're just doing this for you, our loyal listeners. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and do this. Okay. Uh, for those of you who have uh, the file, uh, we're <laughs> the starting file. at the five minute forty second mark. The, um, the they're not going to have the file. Those, those of us well, who yeah, purchased. Me, yeah, um, I don't know where <laughs> it exactly is in the paper. <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out on your own. It's about an hour towards the end. How's that? If it's about 53 minutes and 20 seconds before the end. If you want to go to the graphic for the match where it says Ric Flair's last match and it shows Flair and Andrade on the left and Jared and Jay Lethal with Karen Jared on the right, just click play from there. All right. Okay. So are we ready? Both of you for rolling the R's so well. Andrade. Come on, Jason. You could do it. I can't do it. I can't roll my R's. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just been too long since I've been able to. Can't do uh, it. And this episode is going to be too long if we don't start this match soon, so we yeah. should probably all get right. going. So you, all right, you ready? On three. One, two, three. All right, let me turn my volume down so I'm not blasting it all in the air. So I don't know if you watched the... I, um, I watched the undercard. I think I mentioned it last week. And the undercard was decent. Um, some of the matches were a little shorter than I would have imagined, but once I saw this match... Um, I figured out why. Hey, look, there's Michelle McCool again, barely wearing anything. They ignored DDP sitting behind them. I yeah. saw a great tweet about that saying 20 years later and DDP is still stalking uh, Undertaker's wives. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I did see that one. Is it just Mario? Is Jay Lethal just not as exciting as he used to be? I just feel like he's kind of blah. Was Jay Lethal ever really exciting? When he was doing the Black Machismo gimmick? I thought so. Everyone well, raved about it. was, what, 15 years ago? Still. Jericho's managed I mean, I think, to stay relevant all these years and change his character I mean, up. And... I think he's a good wrestler, but I don't know how interesting he actually is. Hmm. Did you guys watch the uh, Jericho 
match last night? Yeah. I did, and I, I want to definitely talk about that a little later. It was a good match. Yeah. All right, but we're getting off topic here. All right, so here's Jay Lethal. We have time to get back on topic. Oh. <laughs> For the record, everybody, this Jay Lethal entrance you're look, looking at is the shortest entrance. <laughs> we are, we're, we're on almost three minutes now. And now there is reference to Flair winning two titles here. Is this also where they had that infamous in your house where Michaels beat Jeff Jarrett and then Jarrett and the road dog walked out? I think this was the same arena, right? Aren't you checking Wiki? I usually know that off the top of my head. I'm probably right, but I'm trying to come up with a conversation here. We got 53 minutes to fill, folks. (laughs) Oh, when the match starts, we won't be able to stop talking. <laughs> right, I don't really know why Jeff Jarrett needs this long of an intro. Yeah. Right, let's go already. Get to I the like, ring. I like Jarrett. I, I have nothing against Jarrett, but you know what I liked him best when it was him and Deborah. Mm. That's the music he should have come out to. I can't honestly say I've ever enjoyed Jeff Jarrett. He's always to me just been just there. I thought he had a pretty good showing at, what was that? Was that SummerSlam? Uh, I mean, he's not a bad wrestler. It's just, to me, he was always, you know. This is a really long end. Oh, my God. They just showed his name for the first time. (laughs) This is what happened when you let Conrad Thompson book a show. And here's his (laughs) wife. Why his wife needs Oh, it's just Karen? Is beyond me. She was part of the storyline they set up. It was her. Uh, it was oh, her right. heel that Jared hit Flair with. Uh, I'll tell you what, Jeff Jarrett's in pretty good shape for a man of his age. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Right, he still looks like he could run. He can go on a regular basis. Also, one of the few wrestlers to make it that far and have that much of his own hair. This might have been the best heel run for him yet. <laughs> I don't remember him being hmm. this vicious. Possibly. Alright, get to the ring already. Jesus. Are they trying to get Flair to down his his po- his pre-match kamikazes? It's pre-match and shit. Maybe that was the real reason he was still getting dressed. Yeah, it took a long time to put that shirt on. I, I read this week that um, he passes out twice during this match and he said he was dehydrated and it was because he was trying to weight cut and he wanted to get a 220 and he actually went all the way down to 217 and I'm thinking, you had a freaking top on the whole entire match anyway. Who gave a shit what you weighed? Yeah, that his explanations are just as crazy as he is. Mm. This is a pretty good entrance though, I'm I not going to lie. I mean, I'll tell you what. Jeff Jarrett was a world, was a multi-time world champion, and he never took him this long to get to the ring. Oh. If you but, were listening to the podcast and everything hyping this thing up, they were all in love with themselves trying to hype this thing. 
Like I was just listening to I was listening to Bischoff's podcast, uh, and it was the episode right after Vince announced his retirement. And they were supposed to talk about something else, but they ended up going on probably about an hour and a half on Vince. And then I'm listening, and I realized that the remaining hour and a half was them talking about this show. And I was like, nope, I can't do this. And I just fast forwards to the end. The entire Conrad Thompson podcast network spent weeks hyping this one show up. I guess if I was putting on a show, that's how I'd use my podcast I mean, he, He's network. still not in the ring. Hey, he How just pulled a... Jerry Jarrett. He's hmm. probably older than Flair. Did you see that though? He pushed he pushed his boss Conrad Thompson. He thinks he's the new Stone Cold. <laughs> what I want to know is, were they cutting pro? Were they like getting in the face of like random losers or? Looks like these it. plants. I mean, yeah, I know pushing Conrad was probably planned, but the rest of it. Damn, how old is Karen like Jarrett? She still looks drink. good. Uh, remind me, Karen Jarrett was formerly Karen Angle. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. Okay. Okay, so Andrade. Am I the only one that feels like he's only over in Mexico and he might as well just stay da- down in AAA? I feel like he's never on consistently enough mm. Mm. to make that judgment. Because I thought he was kind of over in NXT. That was the only And time. I thought he was getting over on on the main They never roster, gave him a consistent push on the main roster. Yeah, well, it was always true. like a little bit. Like when he came on, he still had good buzz. But then it was still too inconsistent. And it's inconsistent again now. He did have a good match, him and Roosh. Uh, a good like Lucha Libre feel match on Dynamite this week. So if, if you're into that style, that was a good match. Enjoy anytime he's on TV. Yeah, well, again, match. you gotta be, you gotta be into that type though, because those aren't very clean matches. Well, they're not supposed to be. I mean, they announced it before the match started that you didn't need to tag. Right. Oh yeah, so a tornado already, tag on top. Right. So that they was, set you that up wasn't for, Andrade. Yes, it was. It was Andrade and Rush yeah, against, against uh, Lucha Brothers. That shows you how week. interested I was. Don't even get me started on the teams announced for that trios tournament. Anyway. <laughs> trios, trios, trios. I kind of want to get you started on those. There's got nothing to get me started on it. You, got, you had <laughs> two top trios teams that should be in that tournament and it might only be one of them that's actually announced i wonder if i wonder if kenny omega is going to be the mystery partner for the bucks i think that's a given i feel like it will be right i mean who else could it be did tony shivani just say it was very hard to be calling this did shivani really say that what did he say yes he did it, it, it's going to be hard, hard to, to call, call this. How is this hard to call this? You fucking take your paycheck. It's going to be hard to call this because you, 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 you have to not laugh when Ric Flair tries to deliver those chops. <laughs> Damn, Shivani. Tell him how you really feel. 
I told you all their podcasts. They were all piping this thing up and like like kayfabing it. Mm. I mean, I'm not. I guess I can't be mad at that. It I mean, was overdone. It's it's novel now. All right, so I don't know if you guys have seen what Flair looks like. Yes. Um, I've seen. Wait, you see this if you haven't. Jesus Christ, pull Macho Man out of his grave, he'd walk better than this. Pretty sure the Iron Sheep could run circles around him right now. That'll be the next match. It'll be a foot race between the two of them. (laughs) I mean, I don't know why they're so excited about the big gold belt. You can buy one of those. That's probably what they did. I mean, <laughs> I can get it off. Those. 225 bucks off eBay. I can have one of those. He can't even get it off. Jesus Christ. I am so glad I didn't pay money for this. I'm already regretting suggesting this. <laughs> the damn bell hasn't even rang yet. I won't ruin it. There's a, a spot towards the end of the match that's just the worst. But I'll, I'll point it out when I see it. I think I know what you're referring to. I've heard about it. But, yeah, when we get to it. Well, do you see that George Napolitano from Pro Wrestling Illustrated was there? He's probably the only guy older than Flair in this thing. You mean Bill Apter? Oh. The photographer right there on the left. Yeah, it's Bill Apter. That's not Bill Apter. I think it is. I thought Bill Apter was dead. No, the laughter's not dead. All right, so he just took his uh, robe off. Oof. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, so he's going to take the T-shirt off, right? No. After the dude That's... photography. Sorry. This is it's already rough, man. If I were him, I would have made everybody wear shirts. <laughs> everybody, everybody, the crowd. Everybody's wearing shirts. <laughs> if, it, if it was up to me, he'd be wearing a parka. Right? Also, a uh, little bit of trivia. I believe this is also um, Mike Kyoto's last match he refereed. He'd been in that business for a good long while. I believe he had, had announced this would be his last match to ref. Hmm. He's probably out of people having their last match in this night, the best shape of the two. Well, he's he's also gets money from Comrade Thompson's podcast network. I think he he has a podcast that you have to pay behind a fo- uh, paywall f- to listen to. Jimmy Corderas is out there giving away content for free on Twitter, man. Just saying. Yeah, that, that's not Bill Apter. He's not a photographer. Sorry, I'm not letting that one go. Apparently. Hmm. Damn, he already looks winded. <laughs> I'm tired. I've been only watching it for a couple minutes. I know, right? I'm wondering, like, damn, why am I? Why is my chest getting heavy? <laughs> I just 
He's a 12-time world champ. Well, yeah, I guess TNA, he won 11 of them. I think he's like a four-time WCW champion, and I think the rest are TNA, NWA and TNA. I didn't realize he had it four times for WCW. I figured it was only twice. I'm, I'm guessing. But, no, you're probably remember. right. You're probably right. I don't yeah, know. I don't want, I, right. they, they, that, that belt was hot potatoed so much. Yeah. Well, didn't it go between him and Booker T a few times? Yeah, no, I know, Because isn't that kind of how part of how he became the five-time, 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 five-time champ? That it got hot potatoed a lot. I don't know, man. It's the first time on Dada he's been cheered since his NXT days before he actually showed up on NXT TV. They were mm-hmm. they were running him as a face on the NXT house shows. That's when I first saw him. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Kipsia. such a natural heel. It's weird to see him ever. Like I can't even yeah. in this, I would expect him to betray to turn on Flair mid match. Oh my god. She raising the roof. Got people out here still doing that. Jeff Jarrett is a six-time NWA champion. Mm. Um, he's a four-time WCW heavyweight champion. You're right. They, they announced twelve times. So what was it? Oh, maybe Global Force Wrestling. The WWA World Heavyweight Championship twice. Oh. I actually track that. Wow. Uh, the yeah. I'm trying to see where other world uh, the USA USWA heavyweight champion once. And CW, they're probably counting the CWA Heavyweight Championship. Oh, he was a AWA, a triple A mega champion twice. Whoa. So. Can't you some double J? That's how you get ready for a match. Probably 12. She might have ended up pregnant off that kid's stand. All right, we're at the 21, <laughs> almost 30 seconds. We haven't even had one lockup yet. Did the bell ring? And we that. started at four minutes, so we were at five, almost eighteen minutes without one lockup. Yo, it really looks like a onesie. I heard that he, he looks like a turtle. <laughs> I heard that they actually had had more time than they planned for, and that might have been why they did this because the entire undercard were, they were all shaving minutes off their matches to make sure Flair had enough time to have his. And I'm like, really? How much time did you think he was going to need? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't this have been smart to be short and sweet? Well, they got to get people. Their money's worth or or more likely feed Flair's ego. I love the storyline hype this up. First, Flair told Lethal that he wasn't big enough to be on the card. So Lethal attacks him after the fact. And then Jarrett's trying to help him. And Flair's telling him to go basically go fuck off and fuck his father and fuck all this other shit. And yet Flair was the face. Yeah. right. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh look, it's like a re it's like they're rehashing the video the training videos we saw all these weeks. Just the thing about that passing out and the dehydration because he was trying to cut weight. Don't people drink water to cut weight? No, you can. You can. And I'm not. not I'm not familiar with how it works. So. No. A lot of wrestlers will not, will dehydrate, or a lot of bodybuilders will do that to get more cut looking. And uh, like, I don't know why he felt like he needed to do that. Did anybody care what he weighed? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, you see that with mixed martial arts and wrestling, like actual wrestling as well that they have they cut weight Builds. they do their weigh-ins and they they rehydrate almost right. instantly right right yeah as soon as the weigh-in's over okay okay i got you yeah but in his case it's like as rob said what was the point and really right. no, what now he, he's become that senior citizen that like can't take care of himself and needs somebody watching over him all the time i mean some yeah. of the stuff that i think was done in this match he he got boycotted. Uh, he wanted to go f even further. Yeah, he wanted to do a superplex, and they would they wouldn't do it. Thank God. Well, I I heard that there was well, I'll wait till the match is over. But I heard there's a spot that might have been in the match that they told him not to do, and he did it anyway. Is he wearing Depends under his uh, trunks? <laughs> I mean, you kind of hope so, don't you? Well, with how many times we've heard these guys have accidents in the ring, they should all probably consider that. <laughs> Fair. Psycho Ask Undertaker about Psycho Sid, right? WrestleMania 13? Oh, that's right. I've heard this, yes. I would have okay. laughed my ass off if Andre would have blown his knee out. I know. <laughs> and Blair had to carry the whole match. <laughs> I'd be like, you dumbass. Do you think WWE flat out told Charlotte you better not appear on screen here? Probably. Well, Vince wasn't in charge anymore at this point. Well, I mean, up until leading up into that, he still was. Uh... No, no, this is the night is after it, SummerSlam. He... he was already gone. Oh, you're right. So I guess within that week, yeah, they could have passed down a message to her. Mm. Maybe she didn't want to be on camera. <laughs> could have been it, too. Although Flair thanked WWE, he thanked Tony Khan, he apparently impact wrestling, basically did all the camera work, uh, MLW he was thanked, involved. Uh, he thanked Georgia Championship Wrestling, World Class Championship, he, he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> Thanks Fritz Von Erich. Uh, and... I don't know why they're booing Jeff Jarrett. He looks pretty damn good in the ring for a guy his age. Because he's supposed to be the heel. Couldn't you tell by the, the booking of the storyline? You know, when somebody tells you to go fuck off and fuck your father and you attack him, you're the heel. <laughs> tell me about it, man. If I had a nickel for every time I got in trouble <laughs> for defending my family's honor. Don't tag, your, don't tag your grandfather. You can barely get oh. a ring. You know, I know I made that weekend at Flair's joke, but uh, uh, <laughs> it might as well be. I think it can work. It might be a little more animated. 
Wait till Flair starts throwing chops. Wait do you see how sad it looks. Like, and I, I have I to sell. I have to watch this just with the general thought process that, wow, I'm really glad he didn't die. And that'll help keep me positive while watching it because, I mean, I made jokes about it and quips about it, but I didn't want to see the man die in the ring, and I'm glad to know that he was out tweeting and making having interviews afterwards. So I guess I'm glad he survived. Jared's looking pretty good. Oh my god, the stalling. Isn't this the same guy that 20 years ago, like his self-esteem was so low he didn't think he could ever get back in the ring again, and now he th thought this was a good idea? I was going into that Undertaker match, wasn't it, at WrestleMania? Uh, eventually, but he, his first match, don't forget, was at the Royal Rumble in the street fight against Vince. In Atlanta. That was before Undertaker? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. A few months. Nothing better than a 70-year-old man doing a DX chop. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you hear about... Um, the, there was a women a UFC women's fight, and the this girl was talking smack left and right. Our opponent was nothing. She couldn't do anything. She was terrible. The other girl wins, and when she did, as she steps up after the referee pulled the fight, she did the crotch chop, and then that explained why she did it. I feel like that's the point in history we've reached, where people yeah. have to actually explain the reference. <laughs> Well, it's not something you see women do that often. Look at this. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, it wasn't so. I want to thank they, all they the get, sheep that bought tickets worse, for this. Jason. Thank you to all you idiots that bought tickets to the show and then ordered it on pay-per-view and supported this crap. Look at these punches. Oh, my God. And if you listen to this show and order this, I don't want you to listen to the show ever again. Well, you can listen, but you got to send us money. <laughs> We're going to start our own Patreon. Yeah. But... What? How the hell is Andrade, like, soaked? He hasn't even done anything. <laughs> Must have been that Mexican food he ate. I think he was, he was sweating from all that worry. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I think he's like, Charlotte's going to kill me if, if, <laughs> if his, her father dies in the ring. Maybe he's sweating because he realized what he's going home to afterwards. Oh. 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 Leave his little snow, snow queen alone. <laughs> they love, love I like her. the Karen Jarrett's like rustling posters. What do you see? She gets into it with Flair's family. What do you see? I, I heard something that went down. Oh my god, there's a guy that has the Miz My Balls Are Massive t-shirt on. Good cross-promotion. Mm. Who are the people in the front row with the sparkly shirt? <laughs> Let's just get it. How, how scary is that? 
Like, here's an ugly shirt. Let's buy two of them. We're in the front row of a pay-per-view. We'll be on TV. Did anyone working on this show as this was going on think this was going well? So wait, did he pass out at this point? Because they're not showing the ring. They're they're giving Flair a breather. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you do what you gotta do to keep them... Alive? Yeah, yeah. See, they were, they were giving Flair a defibrillator during the while they were... <laughs> <laughs> They couldn't show that on TV. <laughs> yeah, I know Mike Yoda's a certified EMT, man. He had to be for this match. After <laughs> all that, Flair tagged out. <laughs> Goes chops in. And... Wait, did he? I didn't. I blinked. Did he actually tag out, or did did they just be like, yo, you're out, you tagged out? No, he, <laughs> no, no, he tagged out. He tagged out. Like, it's, this is like Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Don't insult the movie that is Jurassic Park by comparing that to this crap. You know, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Encyclopedia. Like, the funniest thank part... You. Just, thank, thank you. Oh, the funniest part about this so. match is like those were the best punches and chops he's thrown. Like that's yeah. it now. They all get worse after this. Oh, he had one good run. Do you think they did a run through of this before they went out there? Oh, they had to. Oh yeah. <sighs> and it still came out this bad. I mean, look at those. I mean, <laughs> they can't even get it above his chest. I mean, Jay Lethal just ran across the ring for him. Look at that. I mean, come on. God, this is 53 minutes of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to be this bad. I can only equate this to, did you guys ever see the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view? Yes. Oh, Jason, you've never seen that one where Jake Holy the Snake gets crap. drunk and can't wrestle and all that? He like he like pulls the snake out and, and actually caresses it like it's his penis. You've never seen Heroes of oh, Wrestling. Oh, I've seen a clip of that. If you go on, I think it's on YouTube. If you actually look on YouTube, I think the whole show is on there. It's it's a train wreck, but you can't <laughs> I, stop I watching. Can't that could watch, be our next I watch along. Watch but but, you, but Jason, you, you can't stop watching it. It's yeah. so bad. It's it's it almost turns into good. Gotta still remember them hyping up. This is the heroes of wrestling here at Casino Magic. They had a match with George Steele against Greg Valentine, and Sherry Martell was like trying to seduce. George the Animal Steel. And look, no offense to, to Sherry, but she was like in her 50s at this point. Well, what, and, was the um, mat, what was the match know, supposed to be originally, though? It was Jake the Snake one-on-one -on -one with somebody and somehow King Kong Bundy... With Yokozuna. Bund yeah, and then King Kong Bundy and uh, Jim the Anvil Nighthawk were sent out to save it and turn it into a tag match because he yeah. was just oh so inebriated. The matches were... All, there, were there was actually maybe one or two actually decent matches, but the rest of them were all... Train wrecks. What Marty Jannetty was on that? The Bush, I think the Bushwhackers were on that show, if I remember yep. correctly. Yep, against Volkov and the Sheik. <laughs> he remembers the car. 
<laughs> I because I watched it a couple times because it's awful. But it, I like watching stuff like that. Like I watch, love watching tragedies. You know, I love watching bad movies, but I don't know if I can handle watching like people I considered icons in my Jason, youth. As a wrestling fan, you have an obligation to watch it. <laughs> it is cla- uh, It is. It is right up there with the UFW Blackjack Brawl is one of the worst pay-per-views ever. That and I you see. owe it to yourself to be able to see it. We're gonna, it, Folks, it's going to be our new right. watch-along series, The Worst of Wrestling. Jay, we'll wait till the week where Rob's on vacation, and we'll, we'll just watch that Heroes of Wrestling Jake the Snake segment. Hmm. When do I go on vacation? I get a vac- you're, you guys sending me on vacation? I don't know. You go on trips sometimes. You have some family time. Nah. Thought you did. My family doesn't like me. Oh. You said it, not me. <laughs> I don't even like you that much. That's why when we, when we all got together a few weeks ago, I forgot to buy you a ticket to the thing we were going to. I know. <laughs> no you lie. You tell me that. Right, what'd you do? Make him stand outside? No, we, we managed to find him a ticket, but literally for, we were walking to the reason, place. Anthony remembered to buy my daughter a ticket, but he didn't buy f- four adult tickets. He bought three. There was a, there was no child ticket. There, her. there was no child ticket that for that. There was all the same price. Believe it or not. Jay Lethal is trying so hard here. Oh, that's so nice. Jay Lethal did the flare flop. This is going to be a figure 16. It's going to take so long for him to get it on him. I would would laugh if he tried to do it like Charlotte. Oh, this is probably where he's dehydrated. If he started the bridge, I'd just assume he was convulsing. Oh, yeah, this is it. (laughs) I mean, somebody explain to me why Flair had a blade in his final match. They tried. To, this is one of the things they tried to talk him out of. And I've been hit in the head with a shoe. I've never, I've never bled. I've never well, had a. I've never had a cut on the head from a shoe. Well, you also didn't have a heel. That was a high heel she's wearing. Here, look there now. Look, this is where she starts mocking the family. God. So it wasn't enough to sell for Rick. They got to sell for Megan as well. Whoa! I gotta get the fans what they want. I like. I like how she. I like how she gets. She grabs Doug Dillinger and puts him in the <laughs> middle. In the way. <laughs> oh God. Conrad, I hope you're proud of yourself. Hey, you have a bunch hey, of people Conrad pay off their attention? mortgages because of this. Conrad's like he's shit. Is there, but he's not there. Conrad's like shit. If he if he dies uh, after I promoted the show, I'll, I'll never live this down. Conrad's like, do I have all of the title? Do I know where all the title belts are and stuff so I can sell them? 
By the way, don't no no no. He doesn't sell them. He he collects them. I'm surprised he's not wearing a Save a Conrad T-shirt while he's sitting there. Yes, you can, Jared just, just moon somebody. Yeah, she's like kiss my ass. Ah, uh, <laughs> Vicky likes it. Vicky, <laughs> oh, what is Vicky Guerrero doing there? <laughs> if I'm Undertaker, I'm probably wondering what the hell I'm watching. Look at Michelle McCool's all into it. Mick Foley, who, for the record, I 1,000% adore, has a look on his face of the man who's been hit in the head with a chair many, 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 many times. He had that smile on his face, just like, I, I, I don't know what this is. Flair looks like the crazy old man you'd see in a horror movie. Look, he came and, get him, came and helped Jared put himself on the top rope. I guess this is the superplex spot you were talking about. <laughs> Jay just said, no. Jay Lethal no, was like, no. not happening. Not on my watch. <laughs> Good job, Jay Lethal. I was going to say, where's Andrade this whole time? He's got. He was getting beat up outside oh the ring. Oh my God, that was dead weight he just suplexed. He deserves to flex after that. <laughs> This is where Flair's dehydrated again. Pounds. Yeah, you see that? Antonani had to save him. I think this is one of those spots where Flair was out. Oh, yeah. The only way this could have been worse is if they had Hogan in this match in some way, too. Brother. <laughs> Flair started selling before the move was even on. I'm sure that shit hurt anyway. Like that. I'm sure that hurt him too. Hmm. I'd be, I'd seriously be afraid, like, of any small impact he was taking right now. But I couldn't do this for a living. That's what Flair's going to look like in his coffin. It's fortunate. This is awesome. This <laughs> I heard that a few times this week and was wondering what the this hell they were watching. Pathetic. This is pathetic. You know, it's... See, and this is exactly what I felt it was going to be. It's hard watching this, and there's an empathetic side of me that says, man... I feel bad for this guy because he couldn't let go all those years ago. And I know he came out in, with the interview recently. He was saying, look, he went back in because he was broke. And he had to do something for money. But this is just... Hmm, it's hard to watch now. The only people I feel sad for is us that we're wasting our time watching this. 
Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) What wife am I married to? Wow. They should have. They should have named <laughs> called this match "Night of the Living Dead." <laughs> even when the real, even when the active wrestlers are in here, their their moves don't look that crisp. It's like because that shit's contagious. <laughs> we got to make Flair look good by making ourselves look bad. Oh wow, that was terrible. You know, Jr. wouldn't be caught dead here. <laughs> Can we put the camera back on Karen Jarrett? At least, at least make it somewhat worth our time. Damn. Lethal oversold <laughs> that one. I'm sorry. Jay Lethal's giving an MVP effort here. <laughs> hey, hey. Jeff Jarrett, it's, to me, it still looks good. Mm. They all, it I mean, Flair, Flair, when Flair comes in the ring, the whole match goes to a grinding halt. I mean, look, he's still not standing up. I think think he died. He's just laying there. I mean, shit, Ricky Morton can still go in the ring, and Ricky Morton's Morton's like close to his age. Imagine having your name all over the ring apron here. Saying this is your promotion. Giving this to the people. You know, sadly, this still isn't as overbooked as some of the other matches we've seen in other companies. I mean, so far, it's just the people who have uh, who came to the ring. That's it. Mm. You don't need to tag him. The referee's down. The fact that Flair has all these people in his life and none of them told him this was a bad idea. I'm certain many told him this was a bad idea and exactly how bad of an idea it was. Yeah, Charlotte probably did. And you sheep that were chanting for this. Oh my god. That better be a styrofoam guitar. <laughs> Looks like it. Made out of the same material as Cora Jade's skateboard. <laughs> By the way, I just saw on social media, I think she's out on a date with Ron Breaker. He's going to break oh. her. I can't even stand up for this. (laughs) 
Rob, you're the longtime wrestling fan, the longest standing of all of us. Did Flair ever have matches this overbooked? No. Okay. So we'll just blame Conrad. Yeah, this is Caesar. the part I was I was saying before that like Andrade is trying to give Flair the knuckles. Oh, he's and, out. And Flair can't yeah. respond. He's putting him on his left hand, which I don't know what he's going to do with his left hand. Regal impersonation. I mean, look at him. Look, Flair can barely look. He can't even get him on. Oh my God. That is, that is scary as fuck. I'm sorry. Like the, Flair, obviously, is not okay at this point. He barely hit him with that. Oh my god. Is Karen Jarrett trying to wake up Mike Fiota? Who did he count down? All their shoulders are down. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. That was a uh, 15th and bottom of the 15th um, strike three call. So, you know what? Like, That's close enough. That was like, somebody was stop this, please. Plate. It was a foot off the plate. Yeah, but it was still in the stadium. Close enough. Strike three. Game over. I, I, I got a flight to catch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, he hasn't been named to Rick Flair in a long patches? time. Is that confetti or salon pause patches while it's down there? <laughs> that would be it's, great it's cross promotion. It's what's left of Flair's hair. Oh. Oh. I'd be crying too, Karen. <laughs> you could, so, your weight cuts over. Here's some water. I hear from um, his interview after this, a couple of days later, he said, they, you know, when they got him to the back, he had some beers there, and Undertaker took the beer out of his hand. It was like, no, you're drinking some fucking Gatorade. Yeah, they handed yeah. him two Gatorades and made him drink those first. Yeah. So, apparently, the spot that Conrad Thompson talked him out of, he was actually going to fake a heart attack during the match. That's what I heard of. I hope that's not true. I mean, he just passed out. And they played it off as him faking a heart attack. <laughs> he didn't need to fake the heart attack. He almost had one anyway. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, for Rick, what? for taking my money. For not making me witness you dying tonight. Thank you, for Rick. Well, well, well no. Thank I'm sorry. Thank you, for not giving me PTSD tonight. I'm sorry if any of if anybody went to the show and he dropped dead in the middle of the match. I have no sympathy for those people. You know what you're possibly getting into. It's kind of like going to a NASCAR race. You're going to see because there's hopefully a crash. It's like hey, hey, it's like going to a hey, hockey hey. game and hoping for a fight. Yeah, I like NASCAR. Shut up. <laughs> Well, here's another guy with a midlife crisis, Tony Schiavone, with two earrings. 
Hey, he's got to hit up the club later, man. He and uh, Britt Baker, you know, that tour yeah. love affair. My Kyoto, like, you okay? You know he ain't okay. Where's uh, Fifi? Are those his ex-wives? That's one of them. That's his daughter, the blonde. That's They're me. like, you did good. You're disgusting. Go take a shower. I'm surprised. I hope, undertake, I hope the Undertaker said to him, that's it, buddy. Your your last match was worse than mine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you. Take, now take, I won't remember for my crappy last match. Taker's last match was a cinematic match, though. This surprised me that Brett was there. I think Brett's thinking to himself, eh, maybe it's a good thing I never did that comeback. Brett gives this match a 4 out of 10. <laughs> Brett Hart's like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. Rob, is there any reason to keep this torture going? or? No, no, we can turn it off. We can move on to other stuff. <laughs> he just oh, thank God. for a few minutes. Thanks. Is it entertaining? or? No. Okay. No, you can turn it off. All right, good. I mean, just watch any clip of Abe Simpson speaking. I guess that's the equivalent. Abe Simpson. <laughs> There's a reference. <laughs> Abe Simpson. Well, now that we watched the ending of one show, uh, Jason, you had some thoughts about the endings of some other shows over the last week. Lead us in, bud. Yeah, actually. Um, this, over the past week, let's go over these three different scenarios. Um, end of the first show last Friday, you have the champion in the ring, you have the number one contender making his way to the ring, cutting a promo. The screen goes black and white, and you have a returning superstar finally getting his superstar treatment and laying the number one contender to waste. Not, not the... Um, not the champion, but laying the number one contender and letting the champion know he's coming for him. And that got like one and a half million, nearly two million views online and a lot of buzz around it. Um, Monday night, kind of different. You have a grudge match and the grudge match ends and uh, the, the face gets his hand raised and off in the crowd you see somebody getting arrested, another returning uh, superstar one who had never been called up to Raw before, but get, making the return. And I'm purposefully not saying their names. Um, very subtle, almost hard to know what's going on, but also creating a huge amount of buzz to the point where you have multiple people, not just the WWE, but you have people showing their own views and clips online of it. And that did like nearly like a million and a half views in a few days. And then Wednesday night, you have a really good championship match. And the heels putting the beat down on the face champion. And you have the, the face interim champion. And you have the returning champion coming to, to a big pop. And the tense standoff between the two. 
and making, you know, clearly mark, making it known that they're going to collide soon. And you, again, have a ton of engagement after the fact and a ton of buzz and a lot of people talking about it. I got almost two million views in a day. Um, and of course, those three shows, SmackDown, Raw and Dynamite. And I guess I just wanted to point out that these were kind of they were very different feeling. And Cyclopedia, I know you have some thoughts on how that SmackDown ended. Um, and, and some thoughts about that comeback. But, you know, those were impactful things that went on. And I'm just saying, if that's what our TV is going to be like going forward, I'm looking forward to it because you're getting some different types of storytelling. And, you know, you got a lot of people returning. AEW is going to have a lot of people returning from injury. WWE is going to have a lot of people moving up on the card and having a lot of people return possibly. And it's going to be pretty interesting over at least the next six months. I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. Can I save mine for my top five list? Of course. Okay. Thank you. Rob? Um, I don't really know how to answer this because I don't really think there was a question in there. But <laughs> It's not a question. Just think, wondering what your thoughts were. Um, well, I mean, I think that I have to I have to concur with the encyclopedia. I think that could lead directly into our next conversation, because I think anything we're going to say uh, kind of coincides with that. So um, I think uh, one thing I will say in, in AEW's um, arena, they they need this match more than anything. I think the one thing they're missing is that main event. Um that main event powerhouse match. And I think your punk versus Moxley is that match. Um, they're lacking they're, with the injuries and such. They're lacking that, that like main event star. And I think you, one thing I, I want to point out to you guys, maybe you noticed, maybe you didn't, you notice who's getting suddenly getting pushed on the AW shows. All the younger guys, jungle boy, um, orange Andy Cassidy, stops. right They're All the younger guys are suddenly starting to get pushed. And I'm wondering if this is like a trend that's going to continue that maybe like now, now like like Tony Khan looked and said, oh, shit, Triple H is here now. Now we really have to start pulling our shit together because we can't just throw everything up on the wall and hope everything sticks. And we got to we can't lose our young guys. Right. We got to start promoting them. Otherwise, when their contracts are up, they're just going to run next door. So I'm wondering if this is a, a trend that's going to continue. But as far as. The other shows, I mean, do we want to get into our top five list or do you want to talk about that some? Anthony says yes, so let's do that. So uh, the encyclopedia proposed a list, our top five tips for Triple H running creative. So since it's your topic, why don't you kick us off? What's one of the things you'd like to help Triple H out with or something you'd like to mention to him? Okay. Or something um, you think he could do better? Well... I don't know that this is something that he could do better because um, I don't really think he's had a chance to do this. But I think it's something that while we knock AEW for guys disappearing at sometimes, there's probably some planning behind it. Um, and that's rotate your wrestlers. Uh, that hopefully keeps them fresh. We don't need to see the same guys for like every single week for an entire year, you know. So let's rotate some of these guys out and, you know, give, give them some time off in the process. That, that'll help with their longevity. You know, you got enough people on your roster that you don't need 
guys appearing week in and week out. And that was one of the things that NXT Black and Gold, when it was still one hour, did pretty well. You didn't have to see those those people every single week for them to stay relevant. So that's my number five. Okay. Um, I'll go next if that's all right with the Reverend. If I have his blessing, I'll go go ahead. By all means, my son. Um, I think the world titles need to be separated. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, benefiting either show by having only one world champion. Um, first of all, Roman Reigns isn't on Raw nearly enough, and I've also read that USA Network is complaining that there's no world champion on that show. So I think they've got to come up with an angle. And they could do it pretty easily. I mean, if they have a three-way match between Cross, McIntyre, and Reigns, and he's only and he decides he's only going to defend one of the belts, and you don't want him to lose, you could have McIntyre lose, or you could have Cross lose, and that man would be the world champion, and and then Roman Reigns would still reign, you know, run SmackDown. Um, but they either have to establish contenders where you actually know who the number one contender is, and Roman Reigns is going to have to pull some double duty. And appear on, you know, maybe you can have a number one contender from Raw and a number one contender from SmackDown, and and he's got to defend the belt against both of them, or one one month and one the next month. This this part time shit doesn't work. It, it, they're not they're not savvy enough to book it to where the champion can be a part time. He's got to be on every pay per view. The one thing I don't understand is him not defending the belt. I can understand not on TV if you want to save it for pay per view, but he's got to be on every pay per view. It just doesn't make any sense. You've got the, the supposedly the, the 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 world champion, and it's like it's like Hulk Hogan all over again. And they haven't promoted their secondary belts well enough to hold the heat, you know, to keep the the people interested. So they they either have to work that all out, or they have to separate the world titles, in my opinion. And that's my number five, I guess. It's funny you say that at the end, because piggybacking right off of that. My number five is actually keep make your mid-card titles relevant and keep them relevant. Um, I feel like you're starting to see that a little bit on Monday with the U.S. title and the build-up over the past couple of weeks to that U.S. title match. Um, but you got to keep that going. You have an inter- intercontinental title on, on SmackDown, and that should also be built up and elevated. You know, these are... Those are two matches, two titles with extensive history. Make them important. And I think that kind of helps with the lack of a constant champion, you know, heavyweight champion presence on the shows. So, yeah. Cyclopedia, what you got for number four? All right. My number four actually capitalizes on your note about the title reigns and while i don't have a problem with these type of wrestlers getting title reigns i think we don't need to avoid long title reigns by part-timers if you're gonna put a title on the part-timer they got to be showing up at least frequently enough that that title stays relevant we don't need like brock lesnar disappearing for several months after winning the world title um and even now we have roman reigns who is on a part-time schedule and sometimes we've gone a month without seeing him. So again, part-time and title reigns fine. Don't have them be that long then. And that'll lead into my number three. 
Okay. Uh, my number four is board tag team wrestling. Right now, you've got the Usos, you've got the Street Profits, which will look like they're splitting up, and then you have a couple other teams, and that's it. And, uh, you know, the, if the Uso, again, if you're going to have one set of tag team champions, you need to have more tag teams. Um, you know, we're, they're going to start signing people again. Let's start bringing in some teams. Let's, or let's start putting some guys together on teams and let's figure this thing out. Because right now, like, I, I, I honestly, I'm bored with Roman Reigns and I'm bored with the Usos because they're just not. I mean, at least the Usos are defending the titles. But I mean, how many more matches can you watch against the Street Profits? How many more matches? I mean, the New Day has been out of action, so they're not around. How many more of the same matches? And then now then they start breaking them up into singles. And I'm like, ugh. I can't stand when they do that. Those are like my least favorite matches when you break up tag teams and have them fight singles matches. I can't stand it because it just means you you just don't know what else to do. And tag team wrestling, when it's great, should support itself. So more tag team wrestling. Amen to that. Uh, My number four is get rid of some of this formulaic stuff. And by formulaic stuff, I'm talking about one, what you mentioned, oh, we have a tag team feud. Okay, let's have a bunch of singles matches leading up to it and then have a tag match and then have more singles matches and then have a tag match. But the other formulaic thing I'd like to see them get rid of is the championship contender match, which they just do all the time. And I'm sick of it. Just sick of it. If, if, if they want to be out, if they're eligible for a title shot, be eligible for a title shot. That's it. Work a story with that. I don't need to see, oh, if you can beat me, then you can fight me again. Sick of it. So, yeah. Drop these formulas. All right. Uh, my number three follows up on my number four, um, and that's use your part-timers to build new stars. So many times we're seeing the part-timers in the main events against other main eventers. We've, I think with the exception of maybe Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg, the part-timers are always facing other legends or other main eventers and usually going over them. If you want to put the part-timers on because they get eyeballs on the product, I'm okay with that. But they got to start putting over younger talent because, you know, what's going to happen is eventually these part-timers are not going to go anymore. And guess what? You didn't build up any of the guys you have as full-timers so who's going to really give a shit so that's my number three okay uh my number three i guess re-energize the women's division all right and they're already starting they've got the tag team titles even though when i looked at some of the teams i was like i don't know who this person is uh dana brooke and Tamina are not going to win these belts. I mean, Dana Brooke, I don't even know why she still has a job. She's the worst interview, and she's terrible in the ring. Um, and, you know, what I think is funny, this week again, she has the 24-7 belt, and Bailey's like, yeah, we don't want that. And I'm like, why do they keep saying that? Why do they keep devaluing that? I mean, I know realize that belt is garbage, but, like, why do they keep bringing it up? They don't have to remind everybody that that belt is garbage. Nobody even wants it. You know, so they should get rid of that, too. That that should be on my list, too. But that's not that important because it's not. That's an honorable um, mention. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, get Sasha 
and Naomi back in the building. Let's go fix this already. This was a Vince thing all the way. Triple H, you can fix it. Start get bringing up a few of these uh, uh, women from NXT. I think Mandy Rose deserves maybe a shot back on Raw again or SmackDown. Get Rhea Ripley out of Judgment Day and back in the women's division where she belongs. Because right, they obviously don't have any plans for her. They're just having her beat up Dominic Mysterio, which is hysterical, but doesn't do anything for the women's division. So get the tag team belt going. Make sure they're defending them on all the different shows like they're supposed to. Um, I think it's interesting they have an NXT team mixed in there, but they're not the NXT champions, which I thought maybe they should have done. Since they are the champions, maybe they should have mixed them into the tournament. Even if they don't win, they should have just gotten that because they are champions. That would have been interesting. Right? I mean, that would have been a reward, but okay. I think they're trying out, um, what's her name, Zoe, on to see if she may as well make it on the main roster. I, I actually have a theory. I think mm-hmm. that they're only in that spot in case they can't work it out with Sasha and Naomi. I think if Sasha and Naomi, they work it out, they're getting that spot. And NXT tag team is getting the boot. That's my thought. It's a, it's good, it's a good thought as any. Um, but re-energize the women's division. That's a good one. It is nice to see that they have some potential right now. As opposed to, say, three weeks ago even. Right now they have real potential. Yeah, um, my number three... And Encyclopedia, we are on the exact same page. I kid you not, because I have written here, use your talent. Because they have so much of it. And and just for example, they got a giant of a man named Dominic Dijakovic right now, who has all the tools necessary to be a player and should be on TV. And I mean... He could keep the name T-Bar for all I care, but damn it. No, they they need to repackage that man. That he's got the Let him go by his name. They got, he's got that retribution stink all over yeah. him. You, you lost your credibility when you said let him keep the name. No, no. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Is use him. Because the name, yeah, okay, that's one thing. One, I don't think they should ever change his name. I, I don't know why. He didn't go right back to his original name once they dropped that whole retribution storyline but just get them on tv you got people you can use on tv and even if they're helping get other guys over use them because they're so talented they're gonna get over too so yeah um I'm, i was with you on that anthem nice all right, so my number two um, really has to do with what we've seen a lot of, uh, and you kind of you semi-referenced it already. Spread out the debuts. You know, don't make the same trap or mistake that AEW is consistently making, where they're like one of their big announcements, the biggest announcement they've had yet is, oh, we just signed another wrestler. Feels like Triple H is doing that now. It's like he's trying to catch up to where he thinks. The roster should have been had he been running things the last few years. Spread it out. Don't blow your load on everybody that you want signed immediately. You got a lot of time to build up. You're going to be doing this probably for several years. And that's one of the things I think AEW fell into for a while. They, when Especially when they really started, they had everything lined up on what they wanted to do. And then when everything they had planned out, once that 
they got through all of that, they kind of got stale for a while. I don't want the same thing and same mistake to be happening on the WWE side, especially with the debuts. So let's take a break. I'm sorry for those of you that want Gargano. You know, we could spread that out a little bit. Doesn't need to be next week. Uh, any long-standing NXT call-ups you want to see? Yeah, there's some still down there in NXT. You mentioned Mandy Rose is one. I think if you're going to run the, if you're going to run with her, you're going to have to give Indy Hartwell a chance at some point. Spread it out. We don't need it. We don't need every single show to have someone else debut. Okay, my next uh, next one is de-emphasize sports entertainment. And that will lead directly to my no Logan Paul and no Pat McVie. No non-wrestlers beating regular wrestlers. It destroys credibility. I'm sorry. Hey, you know I hate it. I'm not ranting again. I've gone over that a hundred times. Focus on the wrestlers. Focus on the wrestling. And I read something recently that Rick, that, uh, Triple H said that he was wanted to focus more on wrestling and less on sports entertainment. And I say bravo because Vince just, you know, every fart joke, every sexist joke, you know, he ran the gamut of garbage. And I think it hurt the product. I mean, look, it, it's already looking better, right? We're a couple of weeks in and we're already more excited than we've been in years. So let's de-emphasize sports entertainment. Let's focus on the wrestlers and wrestling. Um, my number two is something you've heard me say a few times over the last month. Booker T should have beat Triple H. Uh, we can't retcon it. So is he gonna is he gonna write that wrong? Is he gonna let Booker T pin him in the ring? <laughs> he just come out at the beginning of Raw and lay down in the middle of the ring. The, the and finger Booker T's music. The finger poke of Doom too. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, I hate. I don't like being one of those people to advocate. For people losing their jobs, fire Kevin Dunn. Just fire him. Just let him go. It's old guard at this point. It's not even a, what about like or dislike. It's that is old. He is the epitome right now of old guard and old culture in that company. And if you really want to move away, you gotta cut ties with it with him. So yeah, fire Kevin Dunn. Or you know, just lay him off. Let him go. Give them a good severance package, whatever. I don't Let him sell programs for the show starts. Yeah. But he should not have any level of power in that company any longer. And if he doesn't, then there's no reason for him to be there. I could talk for like another hour about that, but I'm not going to. No, I didn't, I didn't realize the guy that's running the camera crew pissed you off so much. You know what? Because he's not just the guy running the camera crew. He's had like way too much input over the years. And even now, as you hear stories coming out about him and yeah, it's just like, you know, that whole Sasha and um, Naomi thing from the very beginning, if you told me it was Kevin Dunn who said the wrong thing to the right thing to them to piss them off, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm. No, neither would anybody else for that matter. But yeah, I, I just think, as there, as people have been let go, he's part of that. That's right. right. He could so have another like job in the zoo as as the beaver with those teeth of his. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't a character. So, encyclopedia, what's your number one? 
Well, what, what, are we sure he wasn't the part of the inspiration for Beaver Cleavage? The Beaver part? Possibly. Okay. Uh, my number one is don't sign every talent that Vince released from NXT Black and Gold. There's some of them that they shouldn't be brought back, and they're, you know, some, you can't overbloat your roster. I mean, yes, they let go of a lot of ladies and men that they probably shouldn't have that had potential but there was a reason for that part of it if it was truly budget cuts you can't go signing them all and bringing them back and like and i love carrying cross don't get me wrong uh and i love scarlet to bring them back after most of the fans that watched wwe last time i saw him he was a gladiator and she was nowhere to be seen right so that's their last relevant moment of uh, with him on their tvs you brought him back out of the blue, and all of a sudden he's in the world title scene. He needed he needed some sort of build up. You know, he's not he's a, a big enough. Too. Name. His hair is weird. Yeah, well, but he's not a big enough name. Like you know, if they did that with Cody, we'd be shaking our heads. But at least you could see that Cody had that reputation thanks to his work in AEW and his work at NJPW and what have you. Karrion Cross, no. Maybe one day, not yet. And then Dexter okay. Loomis on Raw. There's another instance. You know, for us that watch NXT, yeah, we knew who it was. But the casual fan? Who the fuck is this guy and why is he being featured at the very end of the show? Well, again, looks like how was he being featured, though? Looks like he's being he plugged into a feud with AJ Styles. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he's well. not in a title feud or anything, but he's clearly stalking AJ Styles. I, I, at least that's how it's seen. But again, you didn't even realize that until like everything came in. That was a very interesting mode of storytelling because you really, really didn't know what was going on that whole episode. Yeah, I mean, right. I thought they did very well with the subtle hints with the car crashing in the background and what have you. There was little, yeah, there was little hints there throughout the show, but Dexter Loomis, whether or not Miz versus AJ Styles is the focal point of Raw. I get it, but that was the last segment on Raw. Unless from now on they've just come to the conclusion that they know the last hour is the lowest rated of the three, so we're not going to blow our main event or our feature story in that last hour. That Do you think said, it was odd that they had Ciampa to dedicate his match to Harley Race and then lose? No. Nah. No, I think it was also a great match. Yeah, I think the Harley Race thing, it would have been nice if he won, but I, I don't think that was the point of it. And I, I actually, while I would love to see him with the U.S. title, I think if they did it right off the bat, just pushed him out of the blue and all of a sudden he's U.S. champion, I think that would have been too soon. So at least they, I felt like they did right. right. Okay. Um, all right, so back the, to the list. The other interesting thing, though, before, before you guys give your number ones. Mm-hmm. With the ratings, and I mentioned the third hour has always been the lowest rating. What surprised me is this week's Raw, the second hour, was actually higher rated than the first. That surprised me. That, like, never happens. Usually they it goes really down steadily. Yeah. They, that, shows what, that shows how much buildup is important because they built up that main event. And they were building up everything going into that main event. And I think that had people stick around. I, I still think it should have been the last hour in the true main event slot but damn they really gave it the attention it deserved i think okay 
so back to the list. My number one, Triple H, please bring NXT back from the dead. I think it doesn't have to, I mean, I don't think it'll ever be what it was, but I think NXT is missing some veteran leadership. So I definitely think they need to bring in some guys uh, who can lead the who can lead the show, not necessarily win all the titles and all that, but move, you know, keep the the rookies in line. They need to have some straight storylines. Um, I'm still reading the results, and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. I don't know who this person is. I don't think the show has an identity, and I think Triple H gave it an identity, and I think he can do it again. I think if he puts Shawn Michaels again back in control, and he and the two of them sit down and and kind of define the roles and you know bring nxt back to to its glory i think right now it's a it's the forgotten show i don't think too many people watch it i don't think it's i don't think it's very good the last couple times i've watched it i haven't liked it at all um but i think triple h can fix that Um, my number one it's simply uh take your time you know, you don't need to be reactive week by week. I think take the time and build some stuff and build some people up, right? And and don't be reactionary every time. I think that what we were looking at previously was unless it was somebody Vince really wanted to push, there was a reactionary thing. Oh, well, we put you on today and I, and I, don't like, I didn't like this one thing, so we're going to scrap it. Uh, and oh, we put oh, talk about Karrion Cross again when last year. Hey, we we put you in a helmet and a gladiator outfit, and, and people didn't seem to react to that. Uh, we're gonna drop drop your push, like overreactionary instead of smart and play out. Just take your time, let this build because he's right now. Triple H is not only trying to build stuff; he's trying to fix stuff, and it's hard to do both at the same time. So. Take your time, Triple H. We, we trust you. Is there any any other topics we want to address? I don't think we should, right? This show's been running a little long. So, uh, uh, Surprisingly, we're still under the one hour, 30 minute mark, but we don't want right, to go so, over that. So, so I, have the, I have that last match still playing in the background, and I think Ric Flair's about to leave the arena now. So. <laughs> in a hearse. Um, go ahead, Encyclopedia, wrap us up. All right, so we'd like to thank you all for listening as always. Remember to not check us out on our website because we no longer have it, but you can still check us out on Instagram at the Sports Frenzy Podcast and on the Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter and look for us on the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook. We thank you guys for listening and in the words of El Oso, peace. <laughs>